we want this trail system to, you know, economically help, you know, the rest of the community and all the local business owners. But we've been very careful to do this in, in the right way so that we can preserve and keep what really makes Townsend special. Welcome to Trail Effect. I am your host, Josh Blum. Trail Effect is a show that dives into the stories behind trails, the communities that embrace trails, and the people who rely on trails as a way of life. The goal of this show is to turn the stories you will hear from our guests into useful knowledge that can be applied to your community while providing some entertaining and inspirational content. Guests on Trail Effect include trail builders, board members, community leaders, volunteers, and regular people who really enjoy trails. For episode 47, we bring you part six of the Knoxville series. Corey Clayton is our guest for this episode. Corey is involved with a brand new trail system called V-Hollow in Townsend, Tennessee. V-Hollow is a unique place in many ways. It is one of the only mountain biking opportunities at the base of the Smoky Mountains. It is privately owned and funded, yet it will be open to the public to provide more opportunities for mountain biking to the people who live in and visit Townsend, Tennessee. Support for Trail Effect comes from Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Smith's is a full-service bike shop that is a retailer for Trek Bicycle Company and Salsa Cycles. Smith's also has a full line of components and accessories from Bontrager and other various companies. For more information about Smith's Bike Shop, go to www.smithsbikes.com. A special thanks goes out to Ben Wallenek of Mountain Bike Radio for supporting this podcast and to the people who have shared their time and knowledge. Without this, we would not have these stories to tell. This podcast is an Evolution Trail Services production. For more information about Evolution Trail Services, go to www.evotrails.com. Here we are on Trail Effect. Today I have Corey Clayton of V Hollow Mountain Bike Trails in Townsend, Tennessee. This is going to be part six of our Knoxville series. And we're going to talk to Corey about a brand new trail system that isn't even online yet, but will be online shortly and has been getting built out over the past year or so. So how's it going today, Corey? It's going good. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I appreciate what you've done for the mountain bike community and your trail system. It's a pretty awesome trail system that I got to preview a couple weeks back. Yeah, I'm really glad you got to ride it. And um, it, it's been an awesome experience. I'm I'm really thankful to be a part of this project. Well, let's get your backstory and, you know, kind of where you're from and, and your whole integration into the, the Townsend area of Tennessee and kind of the, and really the base of the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. So um, I grew up in Tennessee, um, in Knoxville, West Knoxville. So I lived here my entire life and went to the University of Tennessee got a degree in environmental soils and sciences with a concentration in off-road vehicle technology. It's a bit of a mouthful, but growing up, I've really ridden everything with two wheels, four wheels, dirt bike my whole life. Got into a little bit of mountain biking at a young age, and uh, I'll talk about later, but that's progressed here in these later years. But so through that, um, I originally wanted to get into working with GPS systems and UTVs. And that's kind of what that course really did a lot of at UT. But, you know, after a few years of taking those courses, um, it kind of overlapped with a lot of construction courses as well in that program. And so started to go the project manager route and the construction route. And so uh, 
I finished my first degree and came back and uh, finished the construction science program. And uh, from there, went on to Nashville, worked for a great company out there and was building warehouses and process facilities. So, uh, you know, eventually all this came together and it was time to come back home. Let's go into your two wheels more. Talk about mountain biking, what it, what it was like to grow up mountain biking in the Knoxville area. Yeah, so growing up, really my, my love for all outdoor sports, just outdoors in general, kind of came from where I grew up. I grew up at the end of a cul-de-sac uh, with me, my two brothers, and five other boys my age. And we were lucky enough, um, one of those neighbors, his uncle owned the lot next to my house. And they were going to develop it and build a house there. And so they excavated for the basement and foundations and dug all that dirt out and it fell through. So he ended up just leaving it there. So we had this, you know, one acre lot with a basement dug out that we just started turning into, you know, motocross track and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, that's where I kind of got into biking and, and a lot of dirt biking as well. And actually, you know, have a heart problem. And so when I was younger, you know, I was always obsessed with biking, but they kept trying to stick me on a dirt bike, you know, to keep from too much physical activity, I guess. But got all that fixed. And so uh, in my later years, I was able to uh, really jump on a mountain bike. And so my, my uncle, who's really the one behind the hollow trails, Kevin Clayton, you know, he started falling in love with mountain biking. And so we started riding together and riding Baker's Creek and Iams. And then we started bouncing around to places like Bentonville. And from there, the love for it just kind of kept growing. And we saw, you know, traveling around what it was doing for all these other communities. Um, you know, Asheville is a big one as well. So through that, you know, Kevin had owned property in Townsend, uh, well, in Walland, right outside of Townsend for a little over 20 years. And so, um, you know, he's he's got a love for that town. And, you know, we we wanted to figure out what we could do there to help the community economically. And, you know, mountain biking, really, it came to us was the perfect fit. Let's talk about V Hollow and kind of the backstory. You, you talked about traveling around to a couple of different communities that are pretty key with helping mountain biking actually develop or mature into a much broader sport and community development like Bentonville and Asheville. Let's get that backstory on V Hollow and how that kind of came to, came to fruition. Yeah. So Kevin and his wife, Shelly, I mentioned they own that cabin in Walland. So they had been visiting towns in their entire lives. Um, I had as well. My dad would take me out there camping. We had a pop-up camper he would pull us around in. You know, we, we all, that town was special to us. We've got a lot of great memories there. And Kevin had kind of worked on a couple other projects, Little Arrow Campground in Townsend. And he wanted to do more for the community and something that would help, you know, all local business owners. Um, that town tends to struggle in the winter. And so, you know, he would brainstorm with me over the years about what we could do. And, you know, we wanted to do something in the right way to, as to not hinder what makes Townsend special and, and to not ruin that. And so it was about, you know, bringing the right kind of people and the right activity to Townsend. And with, you know, as much as mountain bikes been growing all over the country, 
we just thought it was perfect for it. And so Kevin, I was in Nashville at the time, but Kevin had been keeping his eye out for land. And finally, this property popped up. It was 162 acres and it consisted of two smaller mountains uh, with a hollow and a creek that ran up the middle. So Kevin got really interested in it. It was right in the middle of Townsend in a great location. So he actually got hooked up with Sean Leader and some of the AMBAC guys. And so they actually went out with Kevin to go scout the property and make sure the soil was right, make sure it was in a location that was, you know, going to dry out in a reasonable amount of time. And, uh, you know, all the answers to those questions were yes, thankfully. And so you know, we were able to close on that property. And then when that happened, he gave me a call. And, you know, as much as I love my job in Nashville, this was just something I couldn't pass up. So I came back here to oversee the project for him and to help get it going. So from there, we started reaching out to the AMBAC guys, a lot of the mountain bikers we knew in the area to get, you know, names for designers and people who could uh, manage the build out process. And we, we looked at a few and all very capable uh, designers and builders, but we ended up going with Chris K. Meyer with C2 Recreation Consultants out of Colorado. And, you know, he, his vision really aligned with ours for what we wanted in, in this area. You know, he's got a great eye for design and he also had a fantastic relationship with a lot of the local and regional builders. He had done some work in South Knoxville. So that was important to us for him to have that relationship with the local guys. So from there, you know, we started reaching out and talking to people about, you know, what the trail systems were lacking in this area and what we could do to complement, you know, the mountain bike community as a whole. So we uh, got together a great game plan for trail design based on rider progression. So it, it was really important to us that everybody had to trail a trail to ride here, you know, from your, from your beginners all the way up to, um, you know, your skilled advanced riders. And so that, that's what we set out to base this, uh, this trail system on. And it, it, they did a fantastic job. It really turned out great. Let's talk about some of those builders and, you know, what the process was really like to get to work with all the, I'm sure you had a handful of different personalities in the mix because we know that trail builders, you know, they're a unique uh, creature, I guess you could say. They are. How did that all come together and who did you have on that project? So, yeah, first off, I have a tremendous amount of respect for those guys. They work so hard and they're so good at what they do. Yeah. So Chris K. Meyer was leading you know, this team and pulling the team together. And, you know, he got a bunch of local guys, shaggy with uh, trail benders, contour trail design, Randy Connor. And then he also reached out to some of the regional uh, guys. So I'd ride night. I'd, um, I believe they're out of Vermont and as well as Emba trail solutions, Val Naylor, I believe she's out of North Carolina and uh, single track trails, and then Sean Leader as well out of Windrock. So that team was phenomenal. We were so lucky to get all those guys and get them here at the same time. But so the terrain, 
on this property is pretty treacherous. It's a ton of rock, rock work, as you know, it's steep. So, I mean, it was a very challenging build, but it's incredible what these guys were able to do last winter. We started in November and uh, they really just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So this project came together relatively quickly for the scale of the scale and scope of the project and, you know, what you had to do to do something. When did, when did you guys initially purchase the property to kind of put this into perspective? And so the property was purchased, I believe it was in the summer. So we started getting the design team together uh, that summer and then, you know, built the build team and then got cranking that fall. So we actually started constructing trail in November. So it's been about, about a year now coming up on a year and we've got 14 miles of trail and we've got a jump zone and a skills course. You know, we had a huge pedestrian bridge, which has been the hold up recently, but that's, that's set and they're working on the ramps for that now. So it, it was a lot. And um, man, yeah, what they were able to accomplish in that year is pretty incredible. Yeah, for sure. You know, you also brought up the, the jump line and skills area. Let's talk about how that was, you know, brought into this because I didn't initially see that when we first rode out there. We went straight to the trails and then, then we checked out the jump line and stuff after that. So let's talk about yeah. how that was all brought, brought together. So the skills course is a big piece of, you know, that rider progression. It is a pretty steep terrain. It's rocky. And so we, we wanted something out there where beginners and kids could go kind of play around learn how to ride over different obstacles. We even have a few jumps over there that you can kind of test out before making the climb to the top of the mountain. So that's located right when you'll come across the bridge. The skills course is right to your right. And, you know, it kind of runs along the creek right there. And then the jump zone, if you come across the bridge and just kept, keep heading down the green trail, uh, it's back at the start of the hollow on your right. and I'm pretty excited for people to get out there at the jump zone. Um, it's pretty incredible. Sean Leader did that uh, from Windrock. And so it's, it consists of three jump lines. There's a green, blue, and black. And those lines actually go through the forest. So it's a really cool, beautiful spot. And uh, the ramps are pretty gnarly too. Yeah, you, you had ramps built for that. So it's, the nice thing about that is you don't have maintenance. Yeah, that, that was key for us too. So this will be open and free to the public. So ease of maintenance was really important for us. And, and so we got those uh, ramps from uh, progressive trail ramps and, and they're wooden. So yeah, much less maintenance. Let's, let's go over to some of your other stuff you got going on. I see the jump line in the skills area as being a significant attraction just to the campground you have out in front of the place. A little arrow. Yeah, absolutely. So I know uh, it's Carmen and Brad Simfer who, who run that campground. And, you know, they've had campers asking them about mountain bike trails for years. And, and so they're super excited to get this open. But yeah, along with this, um, my, my uncle, aunt and uncle, Kevin and Shelly, they own Little Arrow Campground, as well as uh, there's a burger joint, Burger Master, out front of the entrance to this trail system. And then we're also, um, I'm part of this project as well, but we're putting in a distillery that's going right down the road. 
and that's company distilling. We should have bottles in shop here pretty soon, so keep your eye out. But that'll that'll be built and ready to go this spring. So yeah, we're trying to create this whole atmosphere, you know, for outdoor activity. And so, you know, along with these trails, there'll be places to camp. There'll be a spot to grab a burger and eat. You can tube the river, you know, hang out by the bank and take a swim afterwards. So yeah, it'll be a really cool spot come the spring. This kind of detours off into left field, but let's talk about that distillery. Yeah. The distillery seems like it's got some key players involved with it. It does. So, you know, our master distiller for the distillery is Jeff Arnett. So he's the ex-master distiller of Jack Daniels. He was their master distiller for 12 years. He was with them for 20 years. But, you know, he was ready to start something of his own. And, you know, the pieces all fell together. We, we've got a fantastic team you know, Chris Tatum, Heath Clark, Nathan, Nathan Osborne, all these guys have a ton of experience in the industry. And, uh, yeah, I'm really glad to be and lucky to be a part of this team. And it's been a lot of fun and the liquid is amazing. So pretty excited for everybody to try it here in a couple of weeks. And it seems to fall right in line with, with Tennessee in general and having, you know, right at the base of the Smoky Mountains, you know, it's yeah. moonshine and everything else. So, yeah. When you say Tennessee, uh, you know, whiskey goes right there with it and moonshine. So, yeah, so it'll it'll be a great spot for, you know, after a long day's ride or, you know, while you're out there camping to come by and have a drink, sit by a fire and hang out with with friends and family. For sure. One of the other things that we haven't talked about is the fact that you have a bike shop, too, that's going to be opening up, opening up, correct? Yes. Um, so we are working on a bike shop. The issue has just been getting bikes, <laughs> which I know a lot of people are feeling right now. But we do have a small e-bike fleet now. So we're ready to start construction on, on the bike shop. And we're going to get that ready this spring. So the bike park will be e-bike friendly. And it's actually perfect for e-bikes. There's a pretty decent climb to get to all the downhill trails. So... Our, we should be launching our website here pretty soon, but you'll be able to access those rentals through our website. Yeah. And you just said climb and that spurred my brain on something we didn't talk about, which is the elevation that you have there. If I remember right, it was around 750 feet of vertical at that site. Yeah, that's about right. So, yeah. So, um, and, and that's on what we kind of call the West Mountain. So it's about yeah, a little over 700 feet to get up there. And then you have all the downhill flow trails coming off of those peaks. And then there's also a mountain to the right, which the builders all dubbed Adventure Mountain. But that's kind of more the technical side. Yeah. And there's some good views from this place, too. Let's talk about, you know, what it really means to be at the like really at the edge of Smoky Mountain National Park. Yeah, if you haven't been, I highly suggest you get out there and check it out because the views are amazing. You know, you look out and you see nothing but mountaintops. And especially, you know, when it gets hazy, they call it the Smoky Mountains for a reason. So it makes for a really cool view. But yeah, being we, we are located, we actually border the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So there's that park gets over 12 million people a year that come through it. And, uh, I think it's almost 3 million people enter the park through Kate's Cove, uh, which, 
you know, the entrance to that will go take you right through Townsend. So there, there's a ton of traffic there. And so typically in the past, you get a lot of those tourists come over from Pigeon Forge and Sevierville and they come down Wares Valley Road and they go into the park that way. A, a lot of them don't stop through Townsend. It's a beautiful, you know, quaint little town. But this will just provide a lot more activity for locals, but also those tourists passing through to come spend the day. Yeah, for sure. And for those that haven't been in the Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, Gatlinburg area, this is actually kind of a nice relief because that place is kind of crazy on that side of the Smokies. It is. And, and that's what we're very careful not to create over here. You know, a lot of the locals, rightfully so, you know, have concern about anything new happening uh, in fear that it will turn into that. But that, that's the opposite of what we want. You know, we, we want this trail system to, you know, economically help, you know, the rest of the community and all the local business owners. But we've been very careful to do this in, in the right way so that we can preserve and keep what really makes Townsend special. And, and that's part of, you know, focusing on this outdoor activity as you tend to draw those people who have those common interests and, and they want to preserve the beauty of the place. And that's why they come there in the first place. Yeah, that's super important. And it's, it's interesting that you're using mountain biking as that. I think it's such a great thing. And as you've found from traveling around the country, it's a lot of places are really starting to, you know, use trails and outdoor recreation as a, as a really good means to creating a, a well-rounded community. Absolutely. And I mean, there's endless benefits to it, you know, economically that, that you get those benefits, but also you know, the benefits, the, the health of the community, you know, just having that physical activity that's easily accessible is huge. So, you know, that dirt lot I referred to earlier, you know, having that right outside my house was the reason I got into all this outdoor activity in the first place, because it was, it was right there and it was accessible for me. So, you know, providing that to this community, that there really are endless benefits and so we, we hope it continues to grow. And uh, it, it's not just in Townsend, you know, it's everywhere around Knoxville and the Smoky Mountains. There's a lot of progress being made. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any uh, future plans for V-Hollow, even though it isn't technically open yet? Are you guys kind of looking towards the future or are you going to kind of keep it where it's at? So um, we're taking it kind of one step at a time. So we actually do um, own some property on the backside of the mountain. So there's potential for some uh, additional trail, but we've got other plans that will kind of play into this as well. But we'll, we'll get the trails open and we'll continue to make improvements and we'll see how the trail system flows. You know, we, we already have plans to add some more green trail. It, where you entered the property, it was a field right before you hit the tree line mm -hmm. up to your right. So this winter and into the fall, uh, we'll be adding some more trail up there. Awesome. Let's talk about opening. Yeah. So I, I know there's been a lot of buzz. And so we're currently still waiting on the bridge to be completed. And it's gone a little slow. So they're slated to be finished like mid-November. So we're working towards a grand opening date of, you know, the end of November. 
but we'll be, we have some plans for a soft opening before then. So we're, we're going to start getting some groups of people out there to ride the trails a little earlier. So if you, if you have interest, um, anybody can shoot us a message on social media and, and we'll see if we can work you into that. The only access currently is a private drive. So, you know, it's, we want to be courteous to the people that live there and it's, it's not the best place to use as a main entrance. So we, we want to be respectful to those people. And so we are holding out so that we can get the bridge going and use that as our main entrance. Cause we came in when I was there, we, you know, like I was there with Shaggy, one of the builders and we came in, I believe to that private drive through the little arrow campground. Yes. Will there be a direct connection to the little arrow campground from that bridge on the front side then? Not on the front side. So there are plans in place. It'll obviously take some time, but to connect the greenway down to little arrow. Yeah. Hopefully that happens in the future. It's kind of a dangerous spot to be crossing on a bike, but those people will be allowed to bike down that gravel road into, into V hollow that way. Oh, that's a, that's a really good connection. That's great. Yeah. And then they can come across the bridge. So that gives them direct connection to everything else over in Townsend. Especially the burger master. Right. <laughs> Which I did notice when I was doing a little bit of research on this, you guys must've updated the burger master recently. Yes. It looks like it, it's look like, looks like it's recently been remodeled and it was as a person who I'm not going to say I'm vegan or vegetarian, but I've been trending that direction from a dietary perspective. It was good to see a, a veggie burger on the menu. Yeah, they did make some upgrades um, to the facilities and did a complete renovation of the Burger Master, but then upgraded the menu as well. So I think they went to 100% Angus beef and they added the Impossible Burger and they'll let you do lettuce wraps and all that. So yeah, they made some great improvements there. Yeah, we did stop there after we were done riding and it was it was a very awesome place to to get some food. Yeah, it is good. It's a great spot. Well, before we close this thing out, let's talk a little bit about just the greater Knoxville area and what you've seen in terms of the expansion of trails in that in the Knoxville area and you know how that really impacts the whole region in a positive way. So we're so lucky to have groups like Appalachian Mountain Bike Club and you know, people like Matthew Kellogg, Brian Hahn, and those guys who have been kind of leading the way for this stuff in Knoxville. And it's just been incredible to see what's gone on already with urban wilderness. And, you know, with Sean Lederov and Windrock kind of leading the charge with downhill and enduro style track. Yeah, I know we've got this project going on over in Hartford. Tennessee. I believe they're planning for uh, over 50 miles of trail out there. And then also over in Clinton, Tennessee, Aspire Bike Park. I think they're opening up. I think it's phase one of like 18 miles. But just the impact that that's already had is pretty incredible. I think I saw a study of urban wilderness. I believe it was back in 2015. But they're projecting the economic impact of having urban wilderness there to be almost 15 million a year. And that was back in 2015. So I know they're working on other studies right now that I think are going to come out next year, but I, I bet those numbers have gone through the roof, but it's just, 
you know, me, I mean, I've loved it personally to have all this additional writing. And, you know, if you just go out to Baker's Creek on a weekend and, and see all the people huddled around the pump track and, you know, I know they've got like the little Bella's program uh, going there now. So it it's pretty amazing and pretty awesome what we have going on here and uh, very happy to be a part of it out in Townsend. Yeah, for sure. And it's the whole region is really it's just an amazing region. You know, you have excellent topography, excellent community, community leaders that are supporting it, you know, on all levels. One of the interviews that'll come out before this interview was with, was with the mayor of Knoxville, India Kincannon, you know, and she's a mountain biker and she supports mountain biking and urban wilderness a hundred percent, which is, which is amazing to see. And so. Yeah. To have leaders like that in place um, is, is crucial to making all of this happen. And it's a pretty special time right now for, for Knoxville and Townsend, Blount County, uh, really all the surrounding areas. And to have the Smoky Mountains right in our back door right there is pretty special. Yeah. If you haven't been here, I highly encourage it. I do too. After getting to ride, I think we did four laps the day I was out at V Hollow and it was good. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. That's awesome. We mixed That's up a bunch of different trails and linked a bunch of different lines together and got to see what the different trail styles were and what different builders put together. And it's, it's an incredible place. And I've traveled a lot too, just like yourself. And it's, it's really cool to see that coming together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Corey. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. For sure. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day. It sounds like you have a lot of projects going on and other stuff coming up in the future. So you're definitely a busy person. Yeah, very busy, but but it's all fun and and really fulfilling. So yeah, lucky to be a part of it. And thanks everybody for listening and appreciate you and your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Links for the various topics discussed on the show can be found in the show notes. Our next episode will feature Cat Suite of Sweet Lines based in Seattle, Washington. If you like what you've heard, please take the time to share these shows with others. Sharing these shows will help create awareness of both the guests who have taken the time to be on the show and the podcast series itself. This podcast has been made possible by Mountain Bike Radio, Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and is an Evolution Trail Services production. If you have ideas on future communities or people to feature in Trail Effect, please don't hesitate to reach out by emailing evolutiontrails at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. <laughs>